Before we jump into the episode, we want to check in with everyone during this global coronavirus pandemic. We know things have been challenging physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. We want you to know that we see you and we hear you. We are all adjusting the best way we know how, and we want to encourage everyone to continue taking care of themselves. Follow the social distancing guidelines and share and connect virtually with family and loved ones. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free and there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money for your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Again, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey everyone, I'm Ayana. And I'm Delilah. We are the non-corporate girls. We're the 9 to 5 and 5 to 9 me. Our podcast is a digital diary where we share our journey of being corporate professionals and entrepreneurs for the doers, creators, and believers. So are you non-corporate? Tune into the next episode. Thank you so much, Danielle. We appreciate it. Welcome, everyone. I'm Ayana. And I'm Delilah, if you guys didn't know. <laughs> and we are Non-Corporate Girls. So just to give you a quick overview in case you guys don't know who Non-Corporate is, we are a digital diary, like Danielle said. And really, me and Delilah started this because we wanted to have a digital, we wanted to have a place where we could vent um, to talk about the frustrations within our corporate environments and also what that looked like in our non-corporate ventures. Um, as we've been building non-corporate girls, we're literally building it from the ground up. So on our podcast, you hear real, real-time situations of what we're going through, how we're dealing with, dealing with it, tips, resources, advice, and everything in between. Yes, and so we break our podcast into segments. So right now we're treating this episode as an actual live episode where you guys are our guests. So we kick off every episode with the first segment being called on a positive note so we want to open up the floor for one or two people to share what's their positive note for the day we want this to be very interactive i know most of you guys have your videos off which i totally get but we would like to hear from you and what's your positive note for this saturday afternoon so who would like to chime in (laughs) so nobody's gonna chime in i'm like don't all jump at once Yo, come on. So my positive note, hi guys. Hi Linda, thank you Linda. (laughs) (laughs) Um, My positive note um, for this Saturday is just being a part of this experience and um, being able to interact with you all and learn some things that I can use um, in my passion project. (laughs) Thank you. I'll share mine. My positive note is finishing a, a workout challenge for the fourth week in a row. I've been like committed 
to my wellness and exercising and all of that. So it finished yesterday. So um, yeah, that's my positive note for this week. That's exciting. My positive note is being present. Um, I have missed out on some great um, meetings, WebExes, Zoom meetings, because so many things are happening every day. And then you turn around and you just miss one great opportunity. And I'm just so happy that all the things that I'm interested in is jam-packed in one full day. <laughs> and I get an hour with each of you with different topics. So this is like makes up for all the things that I've missed in the past few weeks that were, were great opportunity so thank you for for uh giving this black platform that's dope thanks jasmine I share the no my name's tahira um thank you delilah for throwing that out there i started working out yesterday and although i'm really sore today i you just gave me motivation keep pushing so yep. thank you for that thank you oh. hey hey it's janelle um i want to share i guess my positive um is Getting back into my routine, I fell off tremendously this week. And so I feel like this morning I woke up with a new spirit of like, let me get back into it. So I'm really thankful for that. Yes. Thank you for sharing that, Janelle. Anybody else? No? Um, I'm not going to put the camera because I'm not up to par, but... My positive note is actually being here, supporting my cousin, Delilah. I want to learn about her podcast and everything. So that's why I'm here today. Support you, sis. Thank you, Julie. <laughs> so we'll just, we'll jump right in. So as Delilah mentioned, um, we kick off every podcast with a positive note. We typically have five segments we like to do, but for the purpose of today, we're shortening them a little bit and kind of jumping into the meat of what this session is about. And the title of the session is A Time for a Passion. And the reason why this is so important is because, as Danielle mentioned, we are all dealing with so many transitions during our time right now. And COVID is just like another layer to it. But outside of that, a lot of us are struggling with our full-time jobs, our side projects, our hustles, what makes the most sense, where are we going, what's our next step, and it's a lot of questions out there, <laughs> right, Dave? No, yeah, absolutely. And given that we do have extra space, like, well, extra time, rather, um, there's different ways to utilize that time, and not everyone is going to create something or build something during this time. Like, this time could be used for so many things, whether it's self-reflection or picking up your project that you shelved for some time. So we just kind of wanted to give you support and encouragement to get back to that creative spirit and that creative mind, like wake up your senses and utilize your time if you're really ready to, to create something that you're happy about, even if it's just for you. Exactly. So jumping into the biggest question that everyone wants to know, how do we balance our nine to fives and our fives to nines? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'll start. So I feel like juggling, like it's a juggling act. Like mm -hmm. every day really doesn't look the same. And I think once we can accept that, although some of us do like a routine, if you're a little bit flexible of kind of stepping out of your routine, you can find something that works for you better. Um, I also discovered that ex exercising for 30 or like exercising or doing any task for 30 or 90 minutes, like straight through, and then stopping to give myself a break, 
helps me to achieve more, right? Because sometimes we just want to like finish something and like get through it, but you burn yourself out in that process. So I figured out ways that like helps me to be productive throughout the day rather than just feeling like unaccomplished if I don't cross every single thing off my list. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that um, when it comes to the juggling act, we all have to, one, we have to be kind to ourselves and remember that tomorrow is another day. We're not going to be able to complete everything on our list. But the other part to that is understanding that you get to kind of control your time and your time management, your priorities, and what that really looks like, especially for people who have like a corporate and a non-corporate that they're really trying to figure out. Something's going to fall to the wayside, right? You can't, there's no way you could possibly do it all. So how are you structuring yourself and how are you figuring out, like the let's say your routine to help you kind of make waves with what you're trying to put to the forefront? And what, what's something that actually can be done tomorrow? What's something that you can actually give yourself a little bit of grace with and you can complete it at a different time and just keeping yourself accountable for what that looks like? Yeah, I think if you stay realistic to like, if you're more productive in the morning versus the afternoon. Right. If like, what are those things that are challenging? Because I feel like procrastination comes more from think, putting off things that are more difficult to get through, right? Because if it's easy mm-hmm. to get it done and you walk away, but when it's more difficult and it creates like a more level of thinking, it's easier to be like, um, I'll do this later, I'll do this later, rather than breaking that up into small little chunks throughout the day. Agreed, agreed. So we want to know from you guys, if anyone wants to share, um, these are just some of our tips. Do you guys have any tips that you've been trying or using to help you balance your nine to fives and your five to nines? Hello, everyone. Hi. How are you doing? Good afternoon. Good afternoon. I would say for me, I have the mentality where um, I would like to, as much work as I put into my nine to five, that's how much work I need to put into myself and my own dreams and goals, just as much as I put into theirs. So on my off days, instead of sleeping, you know, I'll, um, I'll really dig into my goals and what I really want to do and how I can get there. So I think a tip would be as much time as you put into your nine to five, you need to invest that same time into you and your goals. Speak on it. I agree. I I feel like building discipline helps with that because, right, when you're building your own brand or your own project, whatever it is, nobody's really checking for the time that you're putting in on that. So it's like, if you don't want to do it, you just don't. But at work, in your nine to five, there's somebody holding you accountable. So it's like, find something in your five to nine that's going to hold you accountable just as much because you don't want to cheat yourself because that's really who's losing out at the end of the day from, like, holding out from putting in that time in. You know? Right. And the other thing to mention is that when we talk about passion, especially for your side hustle, whatever that looks like, you actually have to be passionate about it. You are not going to put any effort into that side hustle if you actually are not passionate, because that's what's going to drive you. Like Delilah said, you can only drive yourself. So if you can't drive yourself and you're not passionate about it, it is going to fall to the waste. You won't put any energy into it. Mm-hmm. And somebody mentioned that they daydream in their nine to five, which I totally understand. But what I do want to encourage is to utilize something in your nine to five that can help you in your five to nine. There's resources and people that you can tap into that you should take advantage of utilizing so that, because once, I mean, right now we're not in the office. Like if you was in an office, you could print, you could do copies, you could fax things. And those are expenses that you can give yourself, right? So now that we're in like a digital phase, we got to think digitally like 
how can we access those resources in the same regard? Mommy. Somebody babies up in here. <laughs> so yeah, basically like utilize those resources and tap into people, do one-on-ones with coworkers who have a talent. Like people don't look at people one dimensionally, right? We all have more than what we bring to the table. And unless you have a conversation on what those other inches are, you don't even know if like a coworker help to help you design your logo or or whatever it is, you know? Right. And also like when it comes to the job and the resources outside of people look at the actual job and your functions and what you're doing right like if your job is able to like pay for some classes for you to take x y and z you need to leverage that if your job if there's a new like division or skill that requires you to kind of help out or you know be part of that you should learn because maybe that can help you with some things you need to do in your nine to your five to nine and then you're actually like you're actually like working on both at the same time you're leveraging yourself and you know equipping yourself with the tools needed Yep, agreed. And so diving into the next question, which transitions, right, because we just spoke about a lot of work and juggling and how that could potentially become burnout. So what does professional wellness look like, especially for people of color? And I'll let you start, Ayana. Yes. Oh, my goodness. So what does that look like? So for me, professional wellness looks like me actually bringing my whole self to work. A lot of us... um, you know, we show pieces of ourselves and depending on the job, you know, we get that. But I think in order for you to be your most authentic self, you actually have to show up in your full, in full transparency, whatever that looks like. Um, and that has really helped me throughout the time because I think that when I spend a lot of time trying to be who people want me to be, I'm actually not, I'm actually one, not taking care of myself and two, I'm actually not showing up in the best way. And I've learned throughout my time, especially juggling corporate and non-corporate ventures, that I actually need to be consistent in who I am across the board for my own self-help because I, I don't want to like, I don't want to ever like have a day where I feel like I didn't, I wasn't being true to who I was, you know, and I wasn't putting my best foot forward. So for me, it's really important to show up as my full self always in any situation, because that's going to be the most authentic. Yes. And so for me, it's um, communicating what I need, right? Um, sometimes we have like this disconnect with our higher ups and we feel like they'll know that we need a day off or we, we or that they'll know that we have too much on our plate. Unless you don't speak up and let these things be known, like nobody, there's not gonna be a resolve, right? Um, learning how to delegate and ask people like, hey, I have these hard deadlines coming up. Do you think you can take on this task? And like really working because you have coworkers for a reason, like just because something is given to you doesn't mean like you're the only one that has to get it done. The point is to get it done, right? But how you go about getting it done is really up to you. And it's like your responsibility as an employee to kind of manage that, um, that load. So I think that even another way is maybe creating employee resource groups um, within your, your position or goal. If there's something that doesn't advocate for a subject or something that doesn't exist, you can kind of like community source it in your job. And also if you have a five to nine, right? Because not all of us are in a nine to five, like we know, and are freelancers, why don't you communicate with other freelancers in different spaces, right? Because I'm sure that you guys can fill in each other's gaps. But again, only this is gonna happen if you communicate and step aside your box and your ego to reach out for help because nobody's gonna know. Exactly. It go and it goes back to knowing your worth, right? Knowing your worth and going back to the question, the first question that we talked about 
understanding your resources. So like if you are a freelancer, there's a lot of resources you can actually bring to the table. So how are you leveraging that? You know, what does that look like for you? And then knowing your worth part, like within any job structure, you need to know what you can bring to the table and also what your teammates can bring to the table and you being able to work efficiently and like smarter and not harder to be able to get to the end goal quicker by collaboration, whatever that looks like, that's only going to help you as an employee. And that's going to help you make sure that you're putting yourself in the best light as well. Yep. And also take a day off. Like you're entitled to your vacations. You're entitled yes. to take a day to just debrief because dealing with people constantly it could be draining, right? So sometimes you need like that self-reflection, a moment. It doesn't have to be even doing too much. Like maybe you need a couple of hours of extra sleep. Whatever that is, I feel like if you start connecting with yourself, like and listening to your body and what it needs, you'll be able to respond better. Exactly. And also don't... Um in, in this time of COVID right now and us being digital, everyone's doing a lot. Everyone's being overproductive, right? So you feel like, God, I got to continue the work. I got to make sure I'm doing this. Don't cheat yourself. You know what I mean? You, like Delilah said, you have to take those days. You need to make sure you take your mental health days, your PTO days. Because again, if you are not the best within yourself, how can you show up for your team? How are you showing up for your job? How are you showing up for your business? So it's really important that you focus on your health, your self-care, and whatever way that looks like for you. Yes, and because these bosses do not care. They don't, they don't care. care. I agree. <laughs> And so now going into the next question, is now the time to bet on myself and what would that be? So betting on yourself, right? Because since we have this time, um, people kind of, for lack of better words, want to be stingy with their resources, right? Because like the way the dollar is circulating right now is a little bit hesitant. People don't really want to spend their money. With the time of COVID, there's so many things that are unprecedented. You don't know like when your next check might come. But I think what you need to think of is the resource, not necessarily the resources, but the areas where there's a need, right? Because when there's a need for something, things won't get depleted. Like sometimes people need to shift, like certain companies were creating, let's say cars or whatever, like Tesla. Now they're creating machines to help people. So I feel like once you shift your mindset on like what you could provide, I think you could still be of value, if that makes sense. Yes, it does. And when it, when it comes to betting on yourself, you know, I think that um, you have to figure out what makes the most sense for you. You know what I mean? You have to, you, just because we're in this time right now where there's a lot of downtime and people feel like, oh, you know, I should be doing this, I should be doing that. That may not be what works for you. You need to figure out what that looks like. Maybe it is maybe it is taking that downtime. Maybe it is trying to figure out how you can be more of a value to your company. Maybe it is starting a new business. You know, maybe it is taking a, taking a class that you never thought you wanted to take. I think that people need to understand their own priorities and what, they, what they're looking for and then move accordingly. I don't think you need to be forced to think that just because you have all this time on your hands that you should, you need to like go ahead and like make these strategic moves or do these things the other thing to that though is you should always be betting on yourself like no matter what like every single thing you do within your nine to five or your five to nine or whatever it is you should be betting on yourself how is this going to set you up for your next step your next goal so if you feel like you aren't betting on yourself that's some that's some work that needs to happen because something's got to shift yeah for those people i totally highly recommend stillness 
like I'd advise for stillness so you can really tap into what it is that you need, what shifts you, what moves you. Because a lot of us still are trying to figure out ourselves, right? Like it's ever evolving, we're still growing. Um, and stillness brings out a lot that sometimes when you're moving and on the go and have all these distractions, you really can't listen to the voices that are really trying to guide you. Agreed. So we want to ask some of you, like, since all this has happened and everyone's kind of been shifting, have you guys been betting on yourself? What does that look like for you? Anybody picking up a challenge? <laughs> Working on something new? Starting a business? Um, yeah, I definitely feel, especially with creating this event, I've definitely edit on myself um and i wanted to you know i was thinking about the question about professional wellness too and it's interesting because what i've started to realize is that even in my nine to five like i have to have some type of like passion aligned with it mm -hmm. um and feel like i'm being fulfilled on like like what's my larger like goal here because at times i've been in jobs like i work in digital marketing i've been at places where i'm like there's just no purpose like there's no point like at all. Mm -hmm. And then when I'm able to kind of find a job that's somewhat, it's still a nine to five, but that's somewhat aligns with where I'm going in life. Yeah. To your point, like where if I can, if I can identify like a skill set that will benefit me on something that I'm passionate about, if it's a topic that the company that I work for is now interested in, and I know that I'm passionate about that project, like that has definitely helped me with like understanding what professional wellness looks like, which is something that I never really explored until about last year. And so I think embedding on myself too has just, is, is, is really just taking a moment to be like, okay, I have this idea. And instead of me just kind of like pushing it off and pushing it off, like I'm going to like make this happen. Like this, I'm going to be seen. I'm going to like not yes. be afraid to just put myself first and foremost and like just be vulnerable. Like if I mess up, I mess up, but it's okay. Like I'm going to bring like fun and like energy to it because like, I, I like, I want to make sure that I do feel like I'm contributing something that makes me feel whole, but then also aligns me with like a greater purpose with other people too. Yeah. I love, I love that you said that. And I, I love that you mentioned the word fulfilled because I think that that's a, such an important word that a lot of us are lacking in a lot of different areas of our lives. And I, I'm talking for myself specifically, like when it comes to the full, like your nine to five situation, you know, let's be honest, it may not be fulfilling for most, you know, it, it just may not be. There may be things that other people just want to be doing. But, and I think Delilah touched on this earlier too, how can you utilize what's in your nine to five to help you get to your next goal? And if there are those moments where you can be fulfilled, like things that tap into your creativity or whatever it looks like, those are things that you really have to like embrace and leverage to help you move forward with whatever your purpose or passion is. Yes, and in addressing the imposter syndrome that um, Suli mentioned in the comments, that's also something of like of yourself and insecurity because we all find like that we can't do something, and then you have a conversation with even your boss, and you're like, "I can do this better than you can." Like, you know what I'm saying? And so I just feel like we have to give ourselves more credit for what we're able to do. Like, we were hired for a reason, or we started this project for a reason. It was placed in our hearts for a reason. So I'm sure we have all the tools we need, but you also have to realize that you can't do it all on your own. Like, and sometimes we try to skip those steps so that we don't have to rely on people. Cause sometimes it's true. People don't come through. It's hard to like 
have somebody because everybody's working on their own time and working on their own thing. But you have to realize that your lack of planning is not somebody's urgency. So go into things with that in mind as well. Like really be strategic in how you're asking for help and be respectful of people's time. Yeah. And, you know, um, just kind of like something that adds on to like the imposter syndrome thing is validation, which I feel like a lot of people struggle with. Um, and it's just one of those things where it's like, at what point do you start, stop realizing that you don't need other people to validate your expertise or what you're doing and that you actually bring enough to the table to get it done? Um, and, th and that's something that I think we all struggle with in different different ways, but it's something to keep in mind because that's also like that that's something that leverages imposter syndrome, right? You don't always need that validation, and maybe you do, but it, you you can you can shift your um, mindset with what that looks like for you to help you. Mm -hmm. Does anybody want to chime in to any of the points made? We want to definitely open up the floor for you guys to um, ask questions or just give your own experience. Hi. Um, oh, oh, <laughs> Hi. Hi. I just wanted to say um, about the imposter syndrome too. Like one of the things um, that I think is always mindful to kind of keep at the forefront um, is the evidence that you already have. Yeah. Like you have done things. And so, um, and even speaking from experience, so like that's something that I definitely struggle with. And I'm like, okay, every time it's like, I have evidence, like I would have to write things down sometimes to remind myself that like, you, you've done that, you did it like a year ago, two years ago, you did it last week. And so just kind of having that at the forefront, even if you have to plaster it somewhere, because there is that, that part of you that kind of tends to, whether it's the fear, the anxiety or whatever that you're trying to build and create, where you feel like, oh, this is new territory and you may not you know, want to step on those waters, but just pull out the, the things that you have already done because they were valid, they were valuable, you made impact um, and keep that at the forefront of what you're continuing and trying to create. Yeah, Shantini, I love that you said that. Yes, because it's so true. A lot of the things we do are so fleeting. It's like we graduated, then it was the next step, then we do that, we get the great job, then we do that, then it's like next, next, next. And it's just like, wow, like we need to relax. Like these are big accomplishments. Like I have yes. a master's, I invested so much time. So like I can't minimize these things, you know? Yes. Absolutely. Exactly. And you know what else? Like it's a good tip for people, um, whether you're corporate or non-corporate, is putting together a portfolio. Um, when you, as a corporate professional, you should, or a freelancer, you should have a portfolio of all your receipts because that's a way to keep reminding yourself, oh, I've done this. This is what I can do. This is what I can bring to your table. This is what, this is what's happening. And then when you have your own brand or entrepreneur, whatever that is, um, making sure that you have those things highlighted, whether it's in your media kit, your website, like even on our site, we have like a features and panel just because we need to see like imposter syndrome is something we all suffer with, right? But like this, we did that, you know, we, we showed up, we did this, this is what we can do. This is how we can present ourselves. And it's a, it's a good reminder, um, just to like dock your receipts. Yes. Zethia, it looked like you wanted to say something before as well. Do you still want to? Oh, um, well, I was just gonna, um, chime in and say that, um, for me, it's definitely power in the tongue. Like instead of me. I used to use words like I want to do 
or I should do, but now I, I say um, I am going to do and I'll do it, you know. So I just wanted to add that in because it's very important um, because sometimes we talk ourselves out of things, um, but I feel like it's definitely power in what you say and in what you think. That's all it is. It's in your mind. So, um, but um, that's another way to get to where, you know, you really want to go. Love that. Of yes. Hi. I just wanted to say I agree with both ladies also. And also when people say nice, um, like compliment you, receiving it instead of not like like downplaying it. Like if you're awesome in your job and somebody gives you a compliment, you're quick to go, really? And second guess yourself. And another thing I've noticed in my in my work area and healthcare setting, people are in some of these jobs and positions and you like uh-uh. <laughs> they do that. And so they they made it, they showed up and they just learned along the way. And yet I'm like, I don't know if I'm ready. I didn't even negotiate my salary at the time. And I was like, why didn't I do these things? Because I was like, I need more experience. I'm just doing this for this. These people showing up and if they make a mistake, they make a mistake. And if they leave a year later, they leave a year later. But here we are, like a lot of black and brown folks, we don't mm-hmm. like um articulate our worth and we don't um you know manage up our you know abilities and talents so yes people will fake it until they make it yes let me tell you as women there's a statistic i will look it up and send it to you guys um i'm not making this up but women who apply for jobs we make sure to apply only if we can fulfill a hundred percent of the things on that job description men will think that they could just fulfill three to five and will still apply and get the job. So I just want to put that out there for like, because it's crazy. It's and crazy. then white colleagues will even, even so much, even more. Yeah. Yes, Jasmine. I was just about to say, I always say like one of my major goals in life is to maintain the confidence of a mediocre white man. Like it yeah. is like, <laughs> that's it. That's, that's, that's one of my life goals. Yes. <laughs> you got it. We have to, we have, like, I mean, we have to, it's the only way we're going to be able to keep, put ourselves at the table. And extend the olive branch when we can, as soon as we climb the ladder, bring our sisters and brothers up. Of course, we have the skill set, because if you don't, I'm not co-signing, not a damn thing. (laughs) So let's... Um, so let's, let's talk about, um, professional wellness in our lives. Like, does that play a huge part for us? What do you think, D? So for me, let me see what I have written about that. Oh yeah. So for me, I feel like for once in my, in my career, like that has finally, like, I've gotten the respect or, or what I need for my job to understand that like mental health awareness is so important and they it's it's like embedded in the company culture so that's something to think about too when you're trying to create your own um your own business or you're applying to a company thinking of what that company culture is like and if is it fitting for you and then when you're creating your own what is that culture like like if you were to hire people how are they going to feel being an employee of yours like what kind of environment are you going to create for them to thrive in so I am um, really happy that I got that now. And of course, working with Ayana as my partner, like we know exactly what we don't want. So we know exactly what to create between us and among us and with the people we work. Like that's why we like attracted Danielle, right? 
because she understood like and our values aligned so that's part of it that's part of it for me yeah i agree i think that um I think that especially during this time, I think that a lot of people, when they apply to jobs, you know, you think a lot of things, okay, do I have the role, maybe the salary? A lot of people don't think about a lot of other things like the environmental fit, what does that look like for me? Um, Benefits, what does that look like? And not necessarily salary or healthcare, it could be like having work from home days, et cetera, things that you feel are necessary for you to be your best self. And I think a lot of people haven't thought too widely about that. And now with COVID happening, people are not only thinking about it, but actually doing it. So now it's like when you're looking for your next gig, it's like, oh, well, these are things that are non-negotiables because I know I know what I can do when I'm in these situations that, you know, I'm, I'm able to do them. So I think that that's, it's a really important thing to keep in mind when you're looking at companies and the, just like how you're fitting in. But the other part of that is just understanding that like, you get to decide, you get to choose, you get to choose how important your mental health, your physical health is with your professional wellness and really making sure that you are driving that ship. And a lot of us, yeah, sometimes things fall to the back burner. We're not able to embrace, like, you know, we're not able to take our self-care day the way we want or whatever, but making sure that you have like a holistic view of that from top to bottom is really important when it comes to your, to your professional wellness. Because again, if you are not showing up in your best, best light, how can you, what are you doing for anybody else? You know, what's the point? Yep. And your output is not going to be a hundred percent. Right. And yep. On that some days it's fine because we all have our moments. Let's not get crazy and feel like every day we're on one. Like we're not, we're not robots, but find how not to stay too long in that space so that you can get yourself out the funk. Absolutely. Do you guys have any um, like tips or advice within like your professional wellness world that you want to share with everyone? How's that making things whole for you? Or things you've seen um, be done that you feel like either your job should implement or that you want to implement. I mean, we could open it up to questions. Yeah. Of any kind at this point. We, um, at the 1240 mark, we have like about five minutes left. I was just going to say um, to be, so um, for the wellness professionals. Um, I work in beauty and skincare. Um, and Jasmine, you could probably attest to this for people who naturally work in like the healing space or the giving space, um, how important it is to schedule time for you because the nature of the work that you do involves you giving and consistently giving to people because it's what you love and what you do. Um, and so I have to schedule my self-care time. I'm, I'm such an advocate of like self-care because it literally is what I do for people. But as someone who is providing that, um, I got to schedule my time because I forget to like do it for me too, you know? And so I just would pour back into yourself. Exactly. To make sure that, you know, we're always, you know, pouring from fill, filled cups and to take the time to fill your cup because as, you know, whatever it is that you're doing, you're, you're giving of your gifts. Um, that you've been given to provide to the world. And so refueling is is really important. Um, so scheduling, I mean, scheduling the time has been helpful to me because I forget sometimes, like, because I'm like, no, I want to make sure that you're okay. And like, you're getting this in um, that I need to remind myself to like actually schedule that time. Uh, calendar invites. Calendar <laughs> <laughs> or block your block your calendar off. Like yes. I am not free today. You know, fun, fun <laughs> fact, fun fact. Rihanna, 
um, she, I read this. Um, she actually schedules her self-care day and she literally blocks a whole day to do it. And her thing to her like employees is like, I'm here six days a week. So if you don't, if you're not telling me your questions or getting whatever you need a six day a week, we can't, you're going to have to wait because this is my time. And it's really important to do that. Yep, yep. Any other questions or thoughts? I have a question. I uh, participated uh, in like a three-day, 56-hour nurse hackathon thing, and people got together and created ideas related to COVID, and it was interesting, but then I needed to like turn off. I took the next day off, but like people are still coming together with their teams to continue with the ideas that they pitched, and I just like this is my vacation week and I'm like, I need a moment. And they're like ready to like jump in and like get things going. And I'm just like, like I need a moment to shut down. So also I want to be there as part of the decisions when these things are happening, because now a group is coming together to forward this, this project. So like, how do you like make sure people don't, you know, take over your time, but that you're there to show up to participate, like setting limits, like this is my vacation week, but yet, I'm going to show up for this one hour because I don't want to miss out on what this project, you know, pitch, how it's going to move on to this idea, you know, like, I just want to set limits and I want to be a part of it. So you don't want to miss out, but I don't want to have this become my, my full entire life because I'm doing stuff with work and I'm doing side interests, like writing in a journal, doing like a publication and trying to, you know, get that project finished because it's been like a year now. So like trying to stay the course and push things that are immediate, like move those forward, but also you can't juggle a, a thousand things. And I didn't know that this hackathon would turn into, oh, this idea is actually moving right now. So that's my jumble of comments. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I feel like we can't all do everything at once. We can do it all, but just not all at the same time. Right. So then picking what's the most important thing and prioritize. And then for your decision making, like you, you want your input to, to be included. So maybe look, if it was like before your vacation, looking through whatever that proposal was to give your implementation or um, enroll people in a calendar invite or kind of, um, what's the word, um, like onboard somebody else that could advocate for you while you're not present so that they can give in your input as well if you're not going to be there. So you could kind of like pick one person from the team that's like your co-buddy and let them know what your insights are so that when you're not in the space, at least they're getting spoken to. I hope that. That was great advice, Delilah. And Jasmine, if, if I may just add, um, you know, people, we have to tell people what we need, right? And so no one, no one is psychic, no one knows. It sounds like you and these people are very passionate about this, so I commend you on that. And I would just say strategize and be very intentional about how you spend your time and you will get to do it all. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Love that. Okay. <laughs> Any other questions, comments, chiming in? Thank you guys for joining us and participating. This was awesome. I hope you received So it. amazing. That you can incorporate and take with you. Thank you, ladies, for hosting. This was awesome. Uh, before everybody goes, we just want to like let you guys know where you can find us, how you can listen to us. So again, Ayana Delilah, co-founders of Non-Corporate Girls. We are on all streaming platforms. We are in ep season four. Um, this is actually episode 82, so we're really excited about that. We also just dropped merchandise, as you see from 
my shirt and Delilah's shirt. Um, so definitely check us out, get some merch. Everything is in our bios. So, oh, and we actually have a special gift for you guys too. We have a, a code that you guys can use for the rest of the week. So we hope that some of you are rocking some non-corporate girls merch soon. Yes, and tune in on Monday, catch this episode or share it. Um, you guys will be a part of it. So definitely yeah. look out for that on our IG. Be sure to follow us at Non-Corporate Girls. And we definitely encourage you to subscribe to our newsletter. Yes. And shout out to the Be Well Experience. Thank you, guys. This was amazing. And Thank to you. <laughs>